This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Support for Armchair and the Saints Happy Hour podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. All right, everybody. Welcome to a, as the English like to call it, Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. Uh, Carolina this Sunday. Uh, the NFC's got playoff possibilities. 6,000 different things could happen. We'll get to that in just a moment. But, Andrew, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, first things first, Saints at Carolina. Saints are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. But that makes complete sense because the Carolina Panthers are a shit show. Well, yeah, you remember that Colts team the Saints beat 34-7 to that looked – Pathetic and, and <laughs> yeah, incapable, I, incapable of winning another game this season. Yes. You remember that team? How bad they looked. Yes. Well, they beat Carolina thirty-eight to six. So that that's what happened last week. And you know they started Will Greer. I don't know if they're rolling with Will Greer again or not. Um, they are, he, baby. Yeah, he nope. looked awful. I mean, just awful. The Carolina might be insane. Like their coaching staff. They gave Christian McCaffrey, I mean, they're 5-10, and 10, the season's over, their coach got fired, and they gave him the ball 28 times, Ralph. He had 28 touches in this game. Mal- and, malpractice. I mean, I'm not, I, seriously, like, I'm not going to feel that sorry for him if he gets a serious injury in this game and it affects his preparation for next year because that, they're asking for it. That, that involves Maybe it's their new owner and he doesn't know anything about football or whatever, but that, that takes the general manager or the owner giving the directive of, like, we are fucking 5-10. and 10. He is not getting 28 touches. In fact, to me, it would be okay if max. 15 max. It would be okay if, to me, if the general manager and the owner were like, he's playing the first series and then you're saying he has a calf injury. And he's not playing anymore. Like, uh, the, to me, he's, he's the, the 
the best player on the offense. He is the entire offense. It doesn't matter if he gets 40 touches and they win by, and they beat the Saints. Who gives a fuck? They, okay, you're 6-10. whoop de do. Like, you can't risk him. Um, and it was interesting. Greg Olson was very critical of what's going on there. I mean, I said it at the, at the time, Andrew, and, and it proved out right, but it wasn't, it wasn't some great prediction by me. I just said, you know, sometimes teams fire a coach and they get the dead cat bounce, and it's like, everybody's like, okay, we needed to fire the coach, and it sort of lifts the, 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 the dark cloud, and teams get a little bounce, and they go into the off season. But sometimes when you fire the coach, it's like pulling the plug out of your sinking boat, and you, you just sink faster. And that's what Carolina did. Like, to fire Ron Rivera in the middle of the year, for who, for what? Like, it made no sense, I mean, to me. And it just that it, it, it just made it. It wasn't keeping him wouldn't have changed anything, except they wouldn't be this bad because well, players. I think, I think the, the at least the communication that the Panthers gave was that they wanted to, or sorry, the, the Panthers organization they wanted to leg up on identifying their next coach. You know, they wanted they wanted yeah. enough time and, and preparation to basically, you know, be able to start the research right away and start communicating with people and. It's hard to do that if you have a lame duck coach, right? If you've got a guy on your staff, it's disrespectful to him to be, you know, going mm-hmm. back channels and interviewing people, and eventually that leaks, and that's a bad look. So if you're going to be doing that stuff and you know you're going to move on, sometimes it's better to just bite the bullet. And, you know, they'll get a better draft pick for losing. So, um, but, but you know, I think the biggest sign that a team's quit, I mean, you look at Indianapolis, and by the way, Jacoby Brissett looked just as bad against them as he did against the Saints. He's 14 of 27, 119. <laughs> so it's not, it's not like he was lighting them up. It was just like if you look at the run stats in this game, the Colts had 32 carries, 218 yards, 6. <laughs> 6.8 per carry, three rushing touchdowns. That's the biggest sign that a team has quit because uh, you, you're, not, you're not tackling. You know, you're not filling your run assignments. You're not being physical. Uh, you know, that, that to me, you look at that stat, and that's maybe the Absolutely. biggest sign. Besides starting Will Greer, which is obviously <laughs> waving a white flag, um, you know, they're, they're not, they, they, just, they weren't trying in this game. So we'll see if it's any different against the Saints, but, you know, maybe they'll show a little bit more effort and signs of life. But, I mean, this is a game the Saints should be able to win comfortably. I mean, they, they should be able to win comfortably. And, and honestly, they can't, you can't get a bye, man. You can't, you can't rest people to start the game but they should be resting people in the fourth quarter like if this is a game in the fourth quarter there's either been shenanigans or the saints are playing like garbage because to me this game should be 31 to 7 heading into the fourth quarter like i'm not kidding you andrew if this is a one score game heading into the fourth quarter something's gone horribly horribly wrong for the saints uh yeah i'll agree with that um yeah, there's no way they should lose this football game. But again, you know, I've I've seen the Saints laying eggs, yeah. so you yeah. know, they're gonna have to I show mean, up. You just put Carolina down early. You just go yeah. out, get the kick, go down, score, hold them, get the ball, kick another field goal, or go down and score again. It's fourteen nothing. Everybody in the stadium will be like, motherfucker, why did I come to this game? The Carolina will be like, God, this game, this is over. Where are we going on? Where are you going on vacation next week? You know. And they'll they'll check out mentally. They will. And I'm going to give you a uh, – if you're still in a fantasy league and you're playing your championship game this week for whatever reason and you have running back issues, 
start Dwayne Washington for the Saints, I think he's going to be getting carries in the second <laughs> half. Like, that, that's how bad this game is going to be, Andrew. I'm telling you, just just do it if you're desperate. It's a name that's out there. So that's the Saints. Look, Michael Thomas can put the catch record into a stratosphere that's just ridiculous, right? You know, so that may happen. Um, you know, the main thing is just don't get anybody hurt, man. And and but you know you, that yeah. that's something that you can't. I mean, you can't predict. Last year, the Saints were resting people because they had everything clinched, and Andres Pete broke his hand because you only, you know, it's not like college where you have... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. 85 scholarships, right? And you could be like, hey, we're playing, we're playing Montana State. Nobody on the offense is playing. Nobody on the defense. No starters playing. Like the Saints, like you only have 45 active guys, like. Like you have to, yeah. Somebody has to play offensive line. You you only what you you know they, you can carry. You might have what seven of them active, eight maybe. And if you pay, make eight offensive linemen active, that means linebacker or somewhere else is short. So like starters are going to have to play. You just have to cross your fingers and knock on wood and and pray well, with seems, it. This seems like especially based on the statistics I just read. I mean, this seems like the perfect game to give Latavius Murray twenty carries. Um, you know where. Obviously, you don't want Murray to get hurt, but if he does, you can roll into a playoff game just with Kamara. So, um, yeah, I I would strongly advise the Saints to do that, and we'll see if they do. But I I just think Carolina, the way they're playing right now, if you give Murray the ball 20 times, I mean, he might go for 150. Um, So I'd like to see that happen. But, yeah, it's weird looking at these other games because, you know, and you mentioned just – I mean, you you could rest Breeze, right? But there's some guys that you can rest on this team, uh, especially since he popped up on the injury report. Now, the two games that matter to the Saints, the both teams that they need to win are at home. So Seattle's hosting San Francisco. But the interesting thing about that game is, yes, you're rooting for Seattle, but if they win, or, or sorry, if they lose, then it doesn't matter 
if the Saints lose too, or I'm, or if they win, I'm sorry, the Saints can lose, and and it's the same. The Saints would pass them in the standing. So you're rooting for Seattle, but it's almost like beating it's Carolina is is useless. Yeah, yeah. It's like you need Seattle to win either way, and even if you lose, you still get you still benefit in moving up if Seattle wins. So it's really just the Packers game. That that's the one where if the Saints win. That, that's where the Carolina game matters. And, yes, the Packers are on the road, so that's the first thing. Uh, now, they're playing Detroit. Matt Stafford's on IR, so you don't like the chances there. But if there's one silver lining, it's the carry-on Johnson's back from IR. The Packers aren't great at stopping a run. Um, so, you know, hopefully here's, the carry-on can come in and give them a huge boost. Here's the thing, though, and this is what I was explaining to Saints fans on Twitter today, is Detroit – because no one gives a shit about them and you don't notice them, they have been quietly fucking abysmal the last few months, like as bad as anyone in football. I mean, they've lost to Washington. They've gotten blown out a bunch of times. Like, they don't have Stafford. Like you said, they've lost eight in a row. So they've quietly been horrible. They're bringing Patricia back next year. So I don't know if they'll be totally checked out mentally if they could keep the game closed, but that quarterback they have, it's the backup to Stafford Andrew, he's so terrible. I just I just don't I just don't see it, man. But yeah, the, but, the last the last name is Blau, but I keep wanting to call him Blau. I I keep one I kinda call him Plow for some reason. You know? But here's the thing, right? And he sucks, by the way. He's, he sucks. He's, he's awful. So, But here's the thing, man. With all these games going on and everything can shift, basically, except for either Philadelphia or, D- or Dallas is winning the, winning the East and they'll be four, and Minnesota's six. But everything else can shift. And even Philadelphia, right, they could lose. And they, they, they had to have a miracle comeback to beat the Giants. Uh, at home, and now they play them on the road. So I don't think that's a given because Philadelphia is just kind of not good, right? So there's going to – something is going to happen in the, a, in the NFC that's going to be chaos because there's – you know, it isn't just like, oh, this can happen or this can happen and everything else is set. Like something of, of one of the Saints, Green Bay, Seattle, or Philadelphia, like one of them is going to fucking lose. Uh, yeah. I, I would probably put my money on Philly. Like, I just don't believe in them. Uh, and I could see, like, Dallas getting in and then like, Dallas Dallas getting in at 8-8. Eight and eight, They win a playoff game, and they keep Garrett for another year because they're like, well, we won a playoff game. But um, I just, you know, Andrew, the, the thing is, you look at the bye, and people are yelling at me about the bye, but the fact is, since 1990, 83% of the teams that win the NFC have a bye. Like, that's just... That's just math. It's just crushing when you look at it that way. And I know that you can give me all the exceptions of the teams that 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 won the the, the NFC and played three games, but it's only five teams in thirty years. So I mean, yeah. getting getting a bye, it's just it's just critical. And like you can yeah, you can yeah. you can shake it any way you want, but like the best team to me in Saints history is two thousand eleven, and they didn't have a bye, and look what happened to them. So like. I just think it's critical they've got to get it. Um, and, and also, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, man, bringing him out of retirement, it sounds fun, but that's going to end horribly, right? I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I'll be surprised if he does, if he gets through that 49ers game unscathed without an injury. <laughs> I'd be shocked. I mean, the 49ers are going to hit him hard. Uh, but 
you know, we'll see. I, I still think Seattle can win that game. They're very banged up. Um, I, I think they're trending downwards, but they're at home, and you know, obviously they're going to be playing for for a division title. So they they have everything to play for, and that, obviously that's the game that you got to hope something good happens. Well, uh, to me, to me, Packers Lions, it, it's going to take a miracle. Well, the thing about the thing about Seattle is, as banged up as they are, and they're missing, they might be missing a ton of dudes, like Clowney, Whack. They're a ton of dudes on defense. Hurt them. Dwayne Brown, their their tack, the left tackles out for the year. Like as much as they have injuries, like Russell Wilson is one of those quarterbacks. There's only like five of them, right? We you say of five or six that are different. He's one of the dudes that he can put on the Superman cape. He's like Breeze, yeah. where, like, we've seen Breeze in, like, moments where we're like, there's no way they can win today. They're on the road. They're missing this. They're missing that. And Breeze is just like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to go into the booth. I'm going to put on my Superman cape. I'm going to be 28 or 32 for 350 and four, and we're winning. And, like, Russell Wilson could do that Sunday night, and that's what it'll take. But it's But to me, that's much, much more likely than Detroit – being within a school, I'll be stunned if Detroit's within a score when the fourth quarter starts. I agree. Yeah, I mean, again, we'll have to keep an eye on it and see. Um, I think the thing that's kind of unfortunate is that you don't know playing that game what's going to happen. So you know, the kickoff is at the same time, so you kind of watch the scoreboard because you know if, if Green Bay's winning in the fourth quarter by a ton, you know they say they turn off the. the score and they don't think it yeah but they know yeah and I just think if Green Green Bay's boat racing Detroit I think in the fourth quarter you sit your guys hopefully you have a big enough lead that it doesn't matter but uh, I'd like to see Teddy Bridgewater play in this game yeah and I mean you know this 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 was a this is a similar situation to the Saints what they had in 2010 where they went into the final week and they were scoreboard watching, and they were like, well, if we win and we get to 12-4, and four, we can get a bye, and, you know, we need Atlanta to lose and this and that. And uh, Sean Payton says he, he regretted how he handled it because he said we went halfway. And that Saints, in that game, Jimmy Graham broke his foot. Malcolm Jenkins, I think, hurt his shoulder. And they went to Seattle, and they didn't have Graham, and they didn't have Jenkins, and they were crapped. Uh, in the red zone because they didn't have Jimmy Graham. And, of course, they were horrible on defense, the the whole beast quake, everything, you know. So Sean Payton has talked about that at length different times. So I wonder – uh, I wonder if he's going to be if he's going to be even quicker with the trigger than you think, Andrew. Like, I I think – I wonder if he looks up and he's like, oh, it's 21-3 to Green Bay and it's the beginning of the second quarter. Like I wonder if he may pull the plug way way earlier than we even think he might. Cuz he Well, you know, that's the thing. I mean, if if he if the Saints are playing next week, right? If if they're if they're hosting a home game next week as a playoff game, then you start to get into that territory of, well, we got a lot of banged up players. Maybe this needs to be our buy now. Yeah. You know, so obviously some of these guys that play in the first half or whatever that's not going to feel like a buy for them, but you at least rest them in the second half, and you don't you don't have kind of you don't get it. You're not worse off. So I think at some point, if it were me, I'd be watching the Packers game. I'd be keeping a close eye on it because again, we need Seattle to win either way, whether we win or lose. It really doesn't. The same result doesn't matter for that game. Um, and you can watch that. That's later at night. That's at eight twenty kickoff. Uh, Eastern time, so you'll be able to watch that already knowing what happened with the Packers, but 
um, yeah, you know, go Seahawks, go Lions. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing this weekend. Final, well, final two final questions, and then we'll get out of here. So I want to first one is if you're Sean Payton and you are in Carolina and you you know. Carolina's going to put those scores up, right? They don't give a shit. So you're Sean Payton. What score would you have to see early second quarter in Green Bay and Detroit for you to be like, nope, we're done. Honestly, I I would consider it at two scores. I mean, even 10 points, 14 points. Like, I I just think Detroit is not good enough offensively to mount a comeback, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the, that quarterback of theirs is not going to throw the ball all over the field and you know, bring them back to victory. So I think at two scores, you're you're considering shutting it down. At three scores, you might as well do it. So if it's 17 nothing, goodbye. Like, shut it down. Um, you know, where it gets dicey is if it's 7 nothing lines early. You know, or 10-7 Lions, where I, I still don't think they're going to win, but, you know, it's like, uh, if it's close and the Lions maybe get a lucky touchdown early, I mean, that's what you have to hope for uh, is, is shenanigans. You know, mm-hmm. a pick six or a kick return for a touchdown or carry on Johnson runs, you know, breaks the 82-yarder. Uh, it's going to take crazy stuff like that. Final question, and then we'll get out of here. LSU is going to play Saturday against Oklahoma. They're 13-and-a-half-point favorite, 12-and-a-half-point favorite, depending on where you like to gamble. Uh, but they don't have Clyde Edwards-Elayer. And to me, Andrew, I look at this LSU offense without Elayer. They are like the 2011 Saints without Sproles. And the 2011 Saints, they had Brees, and he was unstoppable that year and they had all the receivers and they had everything else and they would you know without without scrolls they'd still been really really good um but they wouldn't have been the unstoppable force that they were so i just worry about lsu without him where they're going to go from scoring mid 40s to mid 30s and that puts the game in play for oklahoma uh and i'm gonna pick in my in my wwl column i picked oklahoma plus 12 and a half what's your thoughts on lsu uh, yeah, I could see Oklahoma covering, uh, but but I'm not. I I still think LSU wins the game. First of all, Oklahoma's missing some guys too, um, so that that that's important to know. Uh, secondly, you know I think with LSU it's all about their defense. You know I I think Joe Burrow's going to put up his stats. He's a Heisman winner for a reason. LSU's defense has been playing better, so as long as they continue on that road, I think LSU will be fine. But look, the bottom line with their running backs is. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I mean, they've been riding him all year because he's been the hot hand and he's been he's been terrific this year. But when you look at John Emery, you look at uh Davis Price, you look at Chris Curry, I mean, these are all four and five star running backs. These are all highly capable, highly talented guys. Mm-hmm. They haven't played much this year because Edwards Hilaire's been awesome. But they they can come in, they can have a breakout game. This can be their coming out party. So you just those guys can play well and it's it's one of those things I think sometimes people forget the talent and the quality of players that LSU gets. And mm-hmm. you know, just because they're not playing or you haven't seen them do too much this year doesn't mean they can't go off. So uh, I think we might be in for a surprise with some of those guys. Um, but ultimately Joe Burrow is, I mean, that, 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 that's who's going to carry that team. And I still think LSU wins. 
Yeah. So everybody, this one was free because of my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the code chair. Get a hundred percent sign up bonus. You only got one more week of gambling for football, so sign up and do it. Enjoy it because then we get into the playoffs and you don't have as many games to gamble on. So do it. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the code chair. Get a hundred percent sign up bonus. My bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Go Tigers. Go. At- Go Tigers, go Saints, go Seahawks, and go Lions. And we will see you Monday morning.